you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, how are you getting on today? Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, your host, and I'm proud and thankful that we're here together today. It's a real privilege. There are so many different podcasts out there. I know you know that. But the fact that you're here with me right now makes me really thankful. So I just want to let you know that I appreciate it. Now, today we've got a really good episode It's one of my favorite subjects when it comes to retail transformation, the operating model. Now, in my view, an operating model is absolutely essential. It's critical for sustainable and scalable retail performance. So I am excited to be getting into this one today with you. Now, you know just as well as I do that retail's in a challenging spot right now. It's not the apocalypse but it is a moment of significant, meaningful change. Right now, to be successful, retail businesses need to have their operations firing on all cylinders. They need to understand and optimize how they are working. The operation needs to be, you know, a finely oiled machine. It needs to be capable of turning the fuel that the entire retail business produces taking that fuel and turning it into the power and the drive to surge forward in this competitive marketplace. Now, last episode, episode 25, we discussed the importance of having purpose in what you do as a retail business, the relevance that you have to your customers and in fact, the world around us. And this episode is kind of a follow-on from that. How do you take that purpose and turn it into an operating model. So if you've not heard episode 25, you probably will want to have a listen to it. You don't need to go back and listen to it first, but put it on your uh, playlist to play later on. Just so we're clear, these two episodes are linked together for a particular reason. You do need a purpose to stay relevant, as we spoke about last time. But if you cannot realise this purpose... If you can't execute the intention, then at best, at the very best, all you have are some empty words, words with no meaning. However, at the other end of the scale, the worst potential case is that you end up with broken promises, missed expectations and degrading trust. And that doesn't sound too hot to me. So let's make sure we can take that purpose and actually make it happen. And to do that, it's essential you have an operating model that takes your purpose. Before we dive into how you turn your purpose into an operating model, I just want to talk more generally about operating models for a minute. It's one of those topics that confuses a lot of people, frankly. And certainly, I know I was confused when when I first came across the term. It's often something that's in my view, not really clearly understood. People know it's good, but they can't really necessarily point to what an operating model looks like. They can't describe it. They can't tell you. And the other big challenge is that it gets very complicated. 
operating models for a retail business get enormous. They get really big and it's difficult to be able to get your hands around and really be able to quantify different elements of detail from across the business. And if you can't do it all, then you end up with this this difficult place where some bits are in control, other bits aren't. You don't really understand the interactions between the different elements of the business. And that could end badly in a number of different ways. It could end up with siloed thinking where people are not working as a team. It could end up with poor decision making where impact in one area are caused by the decisions made in another area. There there were plenty of unintended consequences and not necessarily good ones either. Now, I love operating models for a few different reasons, and I suppose it stems back from my engineering background. So I used to be a mechanical engineer, so I'm, I'm quite logical and structured in how I think. Who am I kidding? I'm very logical and structured <laughs> in how I think. And if you've met me, you can probably see that, right? Um, but some of the reasons why I love them, and I hope that you love them just as much as I do, Firstly, they add structure and consistency to what can otherwise be quite an unwieldy, quite a varied operation in retail. There are so many different moving parts at any one moment in time. And all of those moving parts, if they go slightly wrong, they can be catastrophic, whether on a a large scale, a macro scale or on a, a micro scale. The second reason why I love them is that they are actually a communication tool in my mind. They communicate how things work to the rest of the organization. That in turn allows for better decision making across the organization once again to result in the best net outcome for the company. And the final reason I really like them, and this again comes down to my my personal values, I suppose, is that it offers a platform for ongoing and continuous improvement. Now, I'm really passionate about continually improving things, leaving the world in a better place than I find it. And an operating model for me is that is that baseline that says, right, we can make this better. We can, whether it's it's optimizing processes, whether it's improving performance, whether it's increasing capability, a huge number of different things it could be. But having that operating model allows you to see it, allows you to improve it. Now, if you've got questions or if you want to hand adding structure to the chaos in your retail environment, then do feel free to drop me an email. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's O-B-A-N-D-C-O dot U-K. So as I mentioned, today, I want to be able to share how you can turn your purpose into an operating model and in turn into reality. So the purpose we defined in episode 25, so I'm not going to dive into that today. But if you have your overarching purpose, the first step that you want to take is to turn that into a customer proposition. Now, what do I mean by customer proposition? Well, it's a a blend of the products and the services that you offer along with the experience that you give. Now, I'm not talking, when I'm talking about products and services, I'm not talking about the full range of SKUs that you're offering. That's going to be transient, particularly if you're in a a fast-moving 
high trend business, something like fashion, something like technology, where the, the products are continually churning. But what are the categories you're going to be looking at? What are the types of products you're, you're offering? What are the types of services you're offering? Now, once you have this blend and balance of products and services and experience, you also must have a commercial or a financial business model that backs that whole thing up. So it's got to have a look at your pricing and your promotion strategy, obviously your costs as well. And that business model has got to make sense for customers, i.e. it's got to be not excessively expensive, it's got to be competitive in price. And it's also got to make sense for the business, i.e. it's still profitable. Now, once you have your customer proposition, you can do two things with it. Number one, you can test if you're going to be able to actually fulfill your purpose. And you can do that through a review, a a critical self-assessment. You can also, of course, ask customers, if we offer this to you, how's it going to work? Is it going to fulfill the purpose? The second thing you can do is build an operating model. Obviously, only if it is actually working. If it's not, then go back to the drawing board, of course. Moving on to an operating model. What is in a retail operating model? Simplistically, it's two different things. An organisation and a set of ways of working. So let's take those first, because that's generally what's understood as an operating model in, in my experience. So the ways of working, what does that include? Well, it includes the processes, the procedures, the policies the systems and the tools that you use to carry out your retail operation. But you also need that organizational element as well. And that includes the organizational structures, you know, people structures, the training, the roles and responsibilities, and the whole HR operation that needs to be put in place to be able to manage and motivate a workforce to get the job done. Ultimately, People need to drive the ways of working. So with organisation and ways of working in place, it's also important to have those underpinned by a way of measuring and tracking performance. And if you can't measure the success of your operating model, then it's going to be difficult to improve it with real conviction. Now, one of the great examples of a very, very strong operating model has got to be Tesco. Now, Tesco would define the operating model as systems, processes, policies, people and measures. And in fact, there's a little graphic which I'm going to put on the show notes page, which you can get at obandco.uk slash 26. And this is a little icon of the Tesco operating model, which describes how things work in Tesco. And it's got a description here, which I quite like. The operating model describes our processes, how we organize ourselves around those processes and the systems we use to execute them. Now, the reason Tesco has such a great operating model is it has a set of highly efficient processes and procedures that get the job done. Now, if we rewind back to when Terry Leahy was CEO, Tesco was expanding internationally at a real pace. And one of the things that enabled this was what was called Tesco in a box. Now, this is essentially the operating model wrapped up 
and was able to be deployed very quickly. In particular, the IT and the systems were packaged in a way that could be easily duplicated and deployed at a moment's notice, weeks rather than months or years. Now, I think it's really important to just point out at this moment in time, there is no single operating model that will work for any company. An operating model should be customized. It should be tailor-made for each individual company. After all, it's got to deliver that unique customer proposition and that unique purpose that has been defined for your own company. So there is no one-size-fits-all operating model. It should be flexible and it should perfectly, perfectly fit the overall retail strategy and that purpose, as I say. So how do you turn your customer proposition into an operating model? Well, the answer is the word how. You've got to be able to ask how multiple, multiple times to be able to get into the detail of how the the processes, the policies, the systems need to be set up to be able to realize that. So if you define a product proposition as part of your customer proposition, you've got to say, right, how am I going to be able to do that? How is the supply chain going to work? How is replenishment going to work? How am I going to manage the stock? How are customers going to interact with that product range as well? How is that going to be managed in the system? How is ordering going to work? By asking how, you're going to be able to get that operating model in place and add more and more and more detail. Now, you're not going to be able to do this sitting in a cupboard by yourself, right? You're going to need experts to come in from around the business and be able to pull it in together. And that's one of the elements of the operating model that, as I mentioned earlier, is really powerful to me because it breaks down the silo walls. It gets different people talking to each other and understanding how the operation will work. So you need to be able to go through each of the different elements of your customer proposition and understand how that's going to build into an operating model. That word how, I keep using it, right? It's so important when it comes to operating models. (laughs) So once you have an operating model, You know the processes, you know the procedures, you've got an organization, you've got a commercial business model, and it all makes sense. And now it's time to make it a reality. It's time to execute the operating model, make it happen. And this is where the whole magic of retail happens, and it's brilliant. You've got to have the right people, you've got to have the right skills, the right products, the right price point, the right time the right store to serve your customers. Now we'll dive into this at a later episode, I am sure. But right now, I wanted to leave you with three questions that you can ask yourself around what do I need to do with my operating model as it stands right now. So the first of these three questions is quite simply, do you have an operating model? If you do, great. But if you don't, then you should create one to start building consistency and predictability in your retail operation, particularly if you're thinking of scaling or growing your retail operation, or if you're struggling with inconsistent standards or performance across your estate. So the second question is, is your purpose 
or your customer proposition new or newly defined? If it is, then you must go and look at your operating model to see if it's set up in line with that purpose, in line with that customer proposition. Now, there are two different places it could be. It could be excessive. And by that, it does far more than you need to do to deliver that purpose or that proposition. And that means it's probably got lots of waste in, lots of excess cost, wasted time, wasted money. But it could also be adding confusion in your customers' minds. They could be bamboozled by a whole host of different products and services that frankly are not relevant to your core purpose. So that's if it's excessive, but it could also be that your operating model is insufficient. That is, it doesn't fulfill the purpose fully, or you cannot deliver the proposition in totality, in which case you need to add more into your operating model to be able to deliver that purpose properly. And the third question I've got for you is, are you seeing a difference between the results that you're forecasting and the performance that you are achieving? Because if you are seeing that difference between what you're forecasting and what you're achieving, it's going to be either a problem with your operating model or your execution. So is it that your operating model is not set up to really deliver your customer proposition? It could be. Or is your operation not actually executing what your operating model has defined? Now, that could also be the case as well. That's going to need to be something that you dive into in detail for your specific operation and your specific operating model, of course. So just as we begin to wrap up today's episode, I wanted to leave you with a few key takeaways. Now, this has admittedly been quite a high level look at operating models. And I hope you understand we could dive into this in so much more detail that we'd be going for hours. But today we spoke about, yeah, certainly I had a little moment why I'm so passionate about operating models, but also how you can turn your purpose into an operating model by starting with your purpose. As we spoke about in episode 25 last time, you start with your purpose and you build that into your customer proposition, a blend of your products, your services, and your experience, all underpinned by a commercial or financial or business model that delivers for both your customers and the business. From that customer proposition, you then need to turn it into an operating model that is a blend of the organization and the ways of working. And from your operating model, it's then a question of turning it into reality, getting to the stage of execution, making the magic happen. Now, it's important when you're thinking about your operating model, it's got to be tailor-made for your organization. And whilst it can seem daunting to define an operating model from a blank sheet of paper, it can be done. It's a lot of hard work, but the payoff can be massive as we saw with what Tesco had managed to achieve as well, as they managed to expand at a phenomenal rate when using an operating model effectively. So you can grab today's show notes and a bit of a summary of everything we've spoken about today from 
obandco.uk slash 26. And can I ask for a quick favor? Now, I'm getting lots of positive comments about the Retail Transformation Show from your messages, from your emails, and from when, when I'm speaking to you as well. Now, I'm talking to you particularly if you are an iTunes user. Can I ask for a review, please? An honest review? I'd love to know what you think about the show, but also it helps more people to discover the show as well, particularly if that's what they're looking for. So if you do use iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please do drop a few words to describe what you think of the show. Thank you so much in advance. And thank you for listening. And if you're not an iTunes user, feel free to to message me with what your thoughts are. Um, It would be great to hear from you and connect as always. So you can reach me at oliver.banks at obandco.uk. So we're going to wrap it up right here. I hope you have a great week and I will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.